This is Packer and Durham on ACCN and Sirius XM Channel 371. Can I take folks behind the scenes of our Emmy Award winning nominated slash? Yeah, we won two. We're nominated for, for a third. third. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you see our picture here, the two shot, as they call it in the industry. All right, Chrissy, can you go to the upper deck camera real quick? Okay. This here on the floor, that's an 85 pound black lab. He's not 85. Okay. How, how big? He's uh 60. 60. Okay. He is curled round. You see, you see this, the glorious king of the house. He is the king of kings. He is the king of the house Trust right here. Okay. So here on the floor is the black lab at 60-some pounds. Fuller, Brother Fuller. He's a lover, not He's a, a lover, not a fighter. Okay. It, Brother Fuller's backside, if he moves about six inches over, I'll be doing the show from over here the rest of the day. Fuller just lets me sit over here. Wait till you uh, get a load of the uh, sulfur biscuit to Captain no, no, Ron. We really morning. don't need that to be a part of the show. <laughs> Thank you, Chrissy. Appreciate that. All right. Uh, Dave Dorn coming up in case you missed it from yesterday. He was great. Coach Dorn. We really relaxed. enjoyed the visit. It yep. tells me every, when I see Everything coaches relaxed in the spring and yep. got the cool summer beard going on, yep. Dave Dorn's feeling good about the Wolfpack. Jack Hurley. Leading the country in batting average at 8.30 for Virginia Tech. Pete DeMore, the softball coach of the Hokies. We just talked about Keeler Richard and the rise ball. That'll be coming Boy, up at 8.45. Virginia Tech, Florida State then this weekend. Paul Carcaterra in the power hour today of Packer and Durham. All right, we started the morning. Biggest questions facing your team. We got six. College football we're talking now. College, College football. football. Biggest question facing your team. We got six spring games this weekend on ACC Network. 11 to 11. Pack, here's the list. Looks official to me. Yep. BC starts us off. Then Clemson, Carolina, Florida State, NC State, and Pittsburgh are uh, tape delayed, but you can see those live at their appointed times on the ACC NX app. And we're going to pick this up because we went through some of these early in the hour one, but let's clean up NC State and Pittsburgh here. And with Dave Doran coming up, we talked to him a little bit about this, but I think the question is the expectations. NC State's going to be in some preseason top tens, maybe not all, but this Wolfpack team has got everything on paper that you would want of a team that could contend. NC State and North Carolina are doing a flip-flop. Last year, all the, all the hype was North Carolina this, North Carolina right. that, preseason this, Heisman that, whatever. Start so of the season top ten, melted. This year, NC State takes that mail. It's, it feels the same way to me. They just basically went, instead of the spotlight on Chapel Hill, we're going to put it on Raleigh. Right. With all the production coming back, uh, this team's got dudes everywhere. You got a quarterback who can make plays, they got playmakers. Uh, they're good on both the offensive and defensive line. Uh, I just thought Dave Dorn, like I said, looked very relaxed yesterday. Mm -hmm. He was very comfortable giving names. He talked about depth. You'll see, if you missed it, you'll see that interview coming up. Uh, NC State's going to get a lot of love. There are a lot of folks who believe that they're really going to be the best team in the Atlantic Division. We'll see. Pack 70% of their production returns on offense. 7-0. There's a lot to like. And, you know, I go back for a couple years ago and they just had one of those years where nobody was healthy and he had to play guys that just weren't ready and they were just getting pummeled. They got great experience. Yeah. A lot of guys in the offseason decided, 
hey, you know what? I've enjoyed my college experience. I'm coming back for another year. Man, you cannot put a price tag on those kind of guys, and State's got a bunch of them. All right, the reigning champs in the Atlantic Coast Conference are the Pitt Panthers. They bring back 8 of 11 starters on offense, but the one they don't bring back, one of those three is the biggest question in the preseason. And i got to be honest, I don't get it. I don't get it. Because if you're worried about the quarterback spot at Pitt, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like you to meet Keaton Slovis. I mean, we're talking about a guy that threw for 7,500 yards and 58 scores at Southern California, Mark, before he got hurt. Yeah, but that's Pac-12 football, Wes. Uh, he's got big shoes to fill. I understand that. Big shoes to fill. But come on now. What? 7,500 yards and 58 scores. I don't care if you're throwing it against Bug Tussle or Roast Beef A&M you talk about. Well, that, there, you can find it out there. But that's those are real numbers for a guy like that. He is a player. Yeah. Um, all I'm saying is there are big shoes to fill. Okay. Kenny Pickett was a special player. No doubt. Special player. No doubt. Pitch the defending ACC champs. It's already a different vibe at Pittsburgh. I, again, talking about comfortable coaches, last time we talked to Pat Narduzzi, sure. I got the same vibe with him when our conversation, as I did with Dave Dorn yesterday. I agree. I think Pat Narduzzi feels really, really good about his football team. Okay. Here's the other part about this, too. Mark Whipple left after the regular season and ACC championship go to Nebraska. Frank Signetti Jr. comes in as the offensive coordinator. Where did he come from? Boston College. So if you watch the systems that Phil Jerkovic quarterbacked in at BC, vertical throw game, 12 personnel, run the football type stuff. I mean, tell me that's not hand in glove for what Pittsburgh's looking for. I expect him to be good. I do. Yeah. Man, I, I, but I'll just say, before we put Slovis on a pedestal, before we do it, can we watch some games first? Because I saw Kenny Pickett play. I saw what Kenny Pickett produced. Championship football. Right. So I just want to see it first before we put somebody on a pedestal in April. And what you did at USC – uh, let me ask you a question. When's the last time they were relevant? I, right. I uh, and I'm just being honest. Lindell I'm not White, trying to be a Reggie smart Bush. aleck. Right. When's Lindell the White. last time that conference or USC was relevant? Fair point. Uh, yeah, it's a fair point. It's All called right. reality. Okay. Here's the other part about Pittsburgh. We're going to know early. West Virginia on a Thursday night and Tennessee in the first two high I mean, games. it's big time and big time. And Tennessee fans, my brother's one of them. He even reminded me of it yesterday when I was talking to him. Man, we're, we're ready to go to Pittsburgh. I said, well, you were going to better, better be ready to go to Pittsburgh because they were ready to see you last year. They smoked you well, they, cats They last spotted year. you a double-digit lead at home and yeah. uh, beat you. So, right. Pitt's going to be good. But that West Virginia thing, I love everything about Pitt's schedule. Number one, the Tennessee rivalry, the Johnny Majors Classic, the yeah. Invitational, as we yeah. called it, and they stole the idea from us. Love everything about that. And the backyard brawl is back. I right. love everything about that for college football. I love it for West Virginia. I love it for Pittsburgh. They ought to play every single year. All right, let's get to some of the social media questions that popped up from yesterday uh, when we put this out there at ACC Network, of course. Uh, the questions you want answered in spring football. Uh, at VT Fish one who is the Hokies' starting quarterback? I have no earthly idea. That's the answer to the question. I have no idea. Here are the candidates. I have no idea. Now, I will say that our friend Andy Bitter has done a marvelous job 
uh, for The Athletic, capsuling some of the position changes. Now, Connor Blumrick is the only guy on the roster that took a snap last year. Wes, if you put the pictures of those five guys on the screen and said <laughs> match them with their names, I would go – I could easily go – Blumrick has really long hair. Uh, Grant Wells from Marshall, Jason Brown, South Carolina, Taj Bullock, and Devin Farrell are the other candidates. Five guys. The spring game in Blacksburg will be fascinating. Yeah. There's I mean, no, really will. I 100% agree with you on that. And, but I have no idea who their starting quarterback yeah, is going to be. Justin Fuente, by the way, used to conduct spring sessions under cover of darkness. No spring games, you know, stuff like that. They Very, very tight. And Brent Prize at the opposite end of the spectrum, including having something here on television. Midnight Rider. Going to have yeah. to figure that one out. All right. What position will Keaton Thompson play? And how will the new offense utilize him? That's from uh, Hannah Johnson. Hannah, thank you. Good question. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. I think Keaton Thompson's going to line up a lot of places for Tony Elliott, don't you? Totally agree. I think yeah. Tony Elliott watches him. And of course, Elliott saw him enough uh, and goes, guess what? I could put 99 all over the joint. Right. I totally expect Tony Elliott to take advantage of this guy who's so talented. He could do so many things on the football field, and you've got to get the ball in his hands. Yep. That's a good problem to have if you're Tony Elliott in Virginia. By the way, the uh, <laughs> some of us are uh, going to be at the Virginia spring game and, and hopefully going to have numbers on jerseys, unlike what Bronco used to do in the spring. <laughs> well, would that be a problem for broadcaster not to have numbers on the jersey? It might be an issue. Well, you just call them Smith and Jones. There you go. Uh, Over to Brown, throws it to White, Jones. Make it up as you go along. Why not? They're making it up. Yeah, there you go. Nobody at home is going to know the difference. That's a fair point. Uh, all right. Why do you have such problems? I solve your problems instantly. Your your, your issue today with the drive through. No, I just issue. said the object of the drive through is to drive through. It's not to stop and chat. That's all I said. You, don't, you got problem. You're you're creating problems for yourself. You don't need Wes. Make life easier for yourself. That's a good point. All right, Wake Forest. Dave Clawson, still waiting on Ed Custard, by the way. Um, now, that would be a, that's a problem you should worry that about. That is a problem you I am going to. Gene, you I've got to work out. that out, yes. Uh, Wake Forest brought Brad Lambert, who was a former Jim Grobe aide, yeah. back as the defensive coordinator. Former coach right here in Charlotte for Lennon, That's it. Lennon Miller asked, Wake hired Brad Lambert after Lyle Hempel left. Marshall before that and served as a head coach at the 49ers. What will the defense look like? I think they're going to continue to be multiple. Don't forget the Deacons do bring a good bit of the production back. Here's the thing about college football defenses right now. They are morphing more to a 3-3-5 or a 4-2-5 on core downs, like first down. And really, they're starting to do all the things that the NFL did about five years ago, and they're starting to match personnel almost exclusively during the week. I think that's one of the things that Clemson's been incredibly successful with is matching personnel. And uh, Tigers, I think, have been kind of ahead of the game a little bit. Wake Forest, to me, is a defense that is built that way with guys like Nick Anderson and so forth that can now match personnel. And I expect Brad to add that, add that to the full as well. Ironically, Roddy Jones and Tiffany Blackman and I will be in Winston-Salem a week from Saturday. The Swiss. Yes. And the Switzerland. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm excited to see what Wake does. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what do you do for an encore after last year? Yep. Win the Gator Bowl, win the Atlantic Division. You'd like to win that ACC title. There's going to be a lot of preseason love for the Deeks, much like NC State, much like Clemson in the yep. ACC's Atlantic Division. I'm going to beat that drum all summer long about how good this division is going to be. All right. 
You're gonna. You're by the way out front on this. You're the first guy. No, you're not going to hear anybody talk about it because nobody wants to do the deep dive. Everybody's going to go, oh, ACC is same old nonsense. Clemson and, and hey, you pay attention to what's going on. The Atlantic Division, the ACC, is going to be excellent. Deacons play VMI at Vanderbilt and Liberty before hosting Clemson on the 24th. WWW. The Packer and Durham Podcast. Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham. Hey, don't forget we are wall-to-wall spring football here Saturday on ACC Network, 11 a.m. Dave O'Brien, Rocky Boyman, Kelsey Riggs back on the back on the job pack for Boston College's uh, Jay McGillis Memorial Game. And then at 1 o'clock off to Clemson we go. Roy Philpott, Eric McLean are there. Tom Luganbill and Taylor Davis and I will be in Chapel Hill. Then we send you off to Tallahassee. Bill Roth, Forrest Conley there. Mike Monaco, Charles Arlbuckle in Raleigh. And then we cap the night in Pittsburgh. Panther game, 9 o'clock right here on ACC Network and uh, streaming live on the ESPN app. Chris Cotter, Rini Angolia at Heinz Field. All of that, 12 hours, wall-to-wall. The world-famous pull-up-a-chair-pack. Like it. Football's in the air. Yep, sure is. So is baseball, lacrosse, mm-hmm. a little bit of everything. Yeah. Dave Dorn joined us yesterday. Uh, coach of the Wolfpack, we've already told you. Expectations are there for NC State. Um, I think he talks about it, but he also says they're embracing kind of where those expectations are as the spring wraps up. I think the program's earned it. You know, we, we obviously had the bad year that you just spoke about, but the body of work since I've been here is. Uh, shown a lot of signs of progress. Our staff continuity, we're the only staff that has all 10 assistants back in the ACC. I think that says a lot about, you know, the dedication of our administration to our staff, the quality of work that they've done and, and our chemistry that we have together. Um, but we're proud of where we're at, but we also have ambitions and, and goals of, of winning the whole thing. And so these kids have earned the right, you know, to have that type of notoriety. I'm happy for them that they're getting it. So when you bring back as much experience and productivity as you do, um, and guys who have, have been involved in the building, right? So what's the next step? Where did you go to find that next want or next why in, in the case of this particular football team? Well, you know, I think as we finish the season, obviously you guys know we, we lost by one uh, to Miami, lost by three to Wake, didn't play in the ACC championship. So that's the next step, you know, is getting to that game uh, and what that means for our league in general. Usually it puts you in the playoffs, you know, and so we've got to do everything we can to win the Atlantic division. And that's the next step for our program. Uh, how do you get there? You get there finishing plays, you know, and, and finishing drives, finishing games. We had opportunities to win those two games that I mentioned and didn't get it done. Um, and so it's finding those plays through our preparation, our practice, our development, our recruiting, and our coaching. You know, And, and that's kind of the tasks that we're in here on day-to-day. And obviously this Saturday, you'll get a glimpse of it. We won't have everybody out there in the spring game, but you'll get to see a lot of the younger players out there doing the things they can do to help us. Coach, before we get to the spring game, pretty cool reunion you guys have planned for Friday night. And, man, the yeah. numbers that you're bringing back, pretty impressive. To me, that always tells me about the DNA of a program. You know, this is something Coach O'Brien started prior to me getting here and uh, it was brought to my attention. We've 
continue to do it. And because of the COVID, you know, things that happened the last two years, we haven't been able to do it. There's going to be 250 plus former players that go way back, you know, obviously recent players all the way back. Um, and some of the coaches come back, you know, and so it's great to have the lineage uh, in the family. And, and we talk about Wolfpack is for life, you know, and to be able to have this opportunity and, and then get them out at practice with us on Friday night and around us uh, for the game Saturday. I just think it's awesome. I got to tell you now, I'm getting chills thinking about like some of those cats coming back. I mean, I don't even know who's coming back. And I'm just thinking of great <laughs> NC State players yeah. in the past. I mean, if you told me that like Ralph Stringer was coming back, if you told me that Mike Quick might, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, you've had so many great football players in that program in the last, what, 50 years. Yeah. I mean, it's a who's who in some respect of great ACC talent. Yeah. And it'll go back. You know, guys that are 80 years old, all the way to guys that are 23. You know, um, at this event, and 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 then you know who's going to show up coaching wise. You know, Coach Sheridan came back a few years ago. Uh, Buddy Green was here a few years ago. So, you know, keep trying to bring everyone back that wants to be a part of it, and it's something that I think is special. And, and I know our team uh, enjoys the Friday night walkthrough that we do that allows all those guys to be out there with us as well. All right. I want to ask you about something else that also speaks to the success and the continuity of the success you've had. Um, you had a pro day a couple of weeks ago, and it was like a presidential news conference because you've got a guy who won't last, in my opinion, past the fifth pick, and he may yeah. not get to five. Um, but when your program goes in that microscope for Icky's you know, next step, right? It also showcases the rest of your program. And, Dave, I've heard from more than one person who was at your pro day that while Iquanu delivered all the things they thought, they were really impressed with your quarterback. And your quarterback <laughs> yeah. is still playing for you. It's not a guy yeah. going next level yet. What does that say about the impact that particular event and success can have on this year's team? Yeah, it was well attended, you know, obviously with Icky um, and what is in front of him. You know, I know he's really shown well and, and done a great job in his interviews uh, with Jacksonville, the Giants, the Jets, the teams that seem to be most interested. Uh, but then, you know, for us to be able to, the NFL passed a rule to allow, you know, your quarterback to throw to your receivers uh, to give them the best chance. And obviously we wanted Emeka to be able to show what he can do. Uh, and then Ricky Person and Bam Knight, you know, catching balls from him. It's just, I think it was great that they allowed that. And we were not surprised that Devin did what he did out there. I think you guys know how I feel about his arm talent. And so it was great for him to be able to show that and, and just do one more thing for him professionally as far as getting those eyes on him earlier. I'm coming to that game Saturday. I'm going to watch your team. I know all the household names. I know Tanner Ingle's been there since Nixon was in office. I mean, I, I got all that, right? <laughs> But I, I yeah. need to know I need to know one guy on either side of the ball that I need to watch who may be brand new or who didn't play a lot last year. So who are you going to give me? You know, on offense, uh, I'll give you two names to watch. Anthony Smith at receiver uh, and Demi Sumo at running back. I think both those guys have had very consistent spring okay. uh, and, and have put themselves in a spot to make plays in a game like that. And uh, on defense, I would say uh, Jalen Parker is a young linebacker that's really had a good spring for us. He's a guy that was just a special teamer a year ago. 
uh, Travali Price is another one, uh, defensive end, that we think has a great future here as well. 63% of the offense, 70% of the defense. Back for NC State. Pretty good. You going to pick them? To win it? Yeah. Not just yet. I'm going to hold off. I'm not making picks right now. Okay, let's. Oh, you're not? No, we're not making picks today. I like them a lot. Yeah. Manageable schedule, I believe. It's tough. Atlanta Division, as you have proclaimed, and I agree wholeheartedly, fist fight. Biggest word in sports is what? If. If NC State wins at Clemson, got a shot. Mm-hmm. That's a big if. It is. They've not done that in a long That's time. That's correct. Um, circle that one. Yeah. I mean, it's that to me, if we're going to circle biggest three games in the conference this year, that's one of them. Uh, I'm not so sure it's not the biggest one. Might very well be. Packer and Durham. This is the Packer and Durham podcast. Packer and Durham. On a Thursday. Today's a special day. Yeah, I know you know about the Masters. It's also the start of Major League Baseball season today. Let's talk a little baseball today, shall well, we? Well, here's the thing. You think you're doing pretty well, right? You think, you're okay, well, I'm you know, having a nice day. But are you hitting 434? 464, sorry. They don't, they don't sell this are you hitting, short. Are you hitting 464? Dude's raking. Jack Hurley joins us, sophomore, Virginia Tech, outstanding player, the nation's leader in batting average. But it's baseball, so Jack, we can't talk about that, correct? We're not allowed to talk about how we're playing. You, you just kind of keep going through the days and don't don't teammates don't ask any of it, right? Exactly. It's kind of some superstition, but hey, I'm here to talk, so. I like it. <laughs> I like it. All right, let's talk about that then. So what's going on, man? Does the ball look like the size of a beach ball coming in there? What's going on with you? Um, I think, I think yeah, it is looking pretty good coming in there, but I've got a pretty healthy approach. Um, and I'm kind of just staying true to my everyday routine. Um, and it's fun to play with these guys. So it, it kind of it all adds up and gives me a little bit of confidence to go in there and uh, hit the ball hard, really. All right. But, Jack, 464 leads Division One. Last year, the stats say you hit 251. My math's not great. It's been evidenced on this show several times. But that is 213 points. <laughs> that's, <laughs> okay? good, that's good math, right? That's quick. Thank that's you. quick math. Thank you. So, so what, what changed? You talk about you got a solid hitting approach. I, I mean, there must have been complete renovation going on here. What happened? Yeah, there there were some changes that we made in the off season, um, specifically some like mental stuff, uh, some swing stuff, obviously some mechanics. Um, but I changed my bat too, so I don't know if that helps. But I am swinging a, a heavier bat, um, a little less balance, a little more end heavy. Um, I think it helps me a little bit. But mentally, I think I've gotten a little bit stronger from last year to this year. Um, gaining that experience too, it obviously helps. Uh, experience in conference, you kind of know what to expect now. Uh, can little kind of think think along with the pitcher uh, and how mm-hmm. they're going to throw you, um, but just stuff like that. Um, I think experience plays a big role too. 
Jack, you know what? Uh, you guys started off 0-4 in the league, and now you're smoking hot. And I, I keep thinking to myself, when's the last time I saw a Virginia Tech team start 0-4 oh, and, yeah. and get oh, hot? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. what they call the men's basketball program. <laughs> they went on to win the ACC championship. Uh, you get a sense that there could be a little deja vu going on here. I mean, the slow start, it's like, hey, don't worry about it. We'll find it, and when we do, we're going to take off. Because that's what's happening right now with your baseball team. Yeah, I think that could totally happen for us. Uh, I think those four losses that we started off with kind of help us, you know, like understand what we have to do to complete a game and finish a game. And I think we're learning to do that. I think we, um, I mean, it's shown that we're able to, you know, finish that game and get that win. And I think those losses actually help us uh, and will help us moving forward. Uh, Cade Hunter's hitting over 400. Uh, You've got 10 home runs. He's got eight. You guys have done a really good job kind of, spreading the wealth around. Uh, Eduardo's got 10 home runs. I mean, what kind of offensive baseball team is this? Well, I mean, we use the word balance all the time, but it does seem that way. Yeah, it's a it's a super dynamic offense. Um, you guys, you, we got guys that can hit it over the fence, but, I mean, Cade is a guy with, like, eight or nine stolen bases. Um, we got, like, a bunch of speed, good defense um, all around our – Offense can beat you in a lot of different ways. So it's an exciting it's exciting group to watch and be a part of, for sure. Hey, Jack, I know you're hitting 464, but here's what I want to know. <laughs> and I, you're hitting everything in sight, but could you hit Keely Richard? Seriously. <laughs> if I no, put her in a circle. <laughs> Seriously. There's no way. There's actually no way. She's unreal. Every time I watch them play, it's like 20 strikeouts, like no hitter. I'm like, geez, like. That's that's insane. So honestly, no, I couldn't. But what's the, I couldn't. by the way, what's the relationship like? Women's softball, men's baseball. I mean, because you guys are like in the same here under the same umbrella per se. Mm-hmm. Is there a, a cool? It's got to be a neat relationship between the two teams. Um, we've got we went to a game or two last year, uh, but it's it's kind of hard because they're both in season. Usually, whenever we're um, like home they're away so it kind of like doesn't really align really well but I mean a lot of the guys are friends with uh, those girls and they're killing it right now and yeah Keely's she's a really good player holy cow I mean I can't imagine somebody trying to get to bat around on the rise ball alone <laughs> let alone the other stuff no nah. all right uh yeah, the rise Jack ball. you uh John Sefcik's done such a good job I mean he was a terrific coach at Maryland he's done a great job at Virginia Tech big picture here you guys are are Everybody knows you want to make postseason. That's the goal here, especially in, the, in at the bigger level. What is it about yeah. this team you like pushing into April and obviously into May where it really gets to crunch time and every series is going to – they all count. But in May in particular, what's the premium for you guys going forward the rest of the spring? I think we got a lot of experience coming back. Uh, we got a bunch of grad transfers. We have a, a bunch of guys that have played in this conference before. Um, and I think our offense is, is going to be able to hold its own. I think our pitching has really improved from the start of the year. So I think if we keep making strides uh, in, the, in the right direction, that it's going to help us a lot. And plus, we got that experience that guys have played in the postseason before um, can bring with them. So hey, one, I'll tell you one thing. When you guys hook up with Virginia in that series – Holy mackerel. The way everybody's hitting the baseball. Somebody better go buy some baseballs. Hey, if you're sitting in, <laughs> sitting in the outfield of the dish, man, you better be careful because the Hokies are coming to town and the Hoos are hitting everything in sight. It's going to be unbelievable. Listen, you're from State College, PA. Uh, what's going on with the relationship there? I mean, you know, Brent Pry, he leaves Penn State, become yeah. the football coach. You leave town. 
Uh, that, that relationship between Penn State and Virginia Tech is probably stronger than ever before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brent Pry was actually my neighbor. Uh, I lived like right across the street from him. Yeah, what? it was, was kind of wild whenever he got the head coaching job here because um, we literally lived like right next to each other. But uh, yeah, the relationship is probably stronger than ever. You're right. Um, but I, I love State College. I love Penn State. Um, I was I grew up around there. Grew up going to Penn State football games. Huge oh. Penn State football fan. Sorry, um, but you know I love the Hokies and I love Virginia Tech football too. So whenever they they were supposed to actually uh, collide two years ago, and I didn't know who I was going to root for, but I tell you, all right, let me ask you this. And this is just us talking. Nobody's watching or listening. Uh, Except the guys in the clubhouse, apparently, because the well, that's, that's okay. Apparently, it's, it's on in the clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fine. Okay. Uh, going back home to Penn State a second. Uh, Coach Pry, was he like a yard guy? I mean, did you ever? Yeah, what did Coach you, Pry? Did he ever, get out and mow yards yeah, I mean, or what did he, he do? Did, did your folks always go, boy, that Pry guy, I just wish he'd keep up his house a little bit? I mean, what, what, was, what kind of neighbor was yeah. he? Halloween? Was he a good nah. trick or treater? What, 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 give, give me some dirt on Pry. All right. Uh, no, well, I, only, I only met him really once. It was like the first week he got there, and he was a great guy, but I. I really they they kept their their lawn very manicured. Um, I'm trying to think, he would drive by me a lot. He'd give me a wave. Uh, nice good. guy, yeah. real nice guy. All right, so yeah, no like, dirt. You yeah, don't like neighbors that wave. Uh, approved as a neighbor. Apparently Great paid problem. his HOA fees. Yeah, kept his yard. Yeah, going. sometimes people would just sometimes sometimes they'll just drive right by and not give you a wave back, and you're kind of like, yeah, leaves a yeah, bad yeah, taste in your mouth. Yeah. yeah, but not pry, huh? All right, the so midnight rider. No. no, not the midnight rider. All right, so you grew up. <laughs> Pulling for the Nittany Lions. Still do, but we're not talking about that. So who was your favorite player to watch play at Penn State? Uh, Saquon Barkley. He was, I mean, he obviously he was like a little electric running back, uh, but he was cool because he kind of like got the community involved a little bit, um, and he was just, you always knew like he was going to be something special. I think he is, but um, no, he was, it was really fun to watch. Same with uh, Christian Hackenberg. We actually have yeah. the the brother of Christian Hackenberg on our team right now is doing awesome. Uh, he's a, our Saturday starter yeah. pitcher. Um, but, no, it's a cool relationship there. Uh, but those two are fun to watch, for sure. Well, by the way, Major League Baseball gets started today. How about uh, from a professional baseball perspective, where's your lean? I'm with the, I'm with the Pittsburgh Pirates. So wow. it's oh, it's been been lean. It has been lean then. If Ooh. you're leaning, you've been very lean. <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's been a rough couple of years, but it's fun to go to that ballpark. They got like yeah. one of the best in it's a great America. Ballpark. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt yeah. about that. All right, I'm going to give you our traditional question, Jack. Since you've been at Virginia Tech, what has been your hardest class? Since I've been at Virginia Tech, my hardest class has been definitely accounting. I was in a I was a business major last year. And unfortunately, I had to get out of the business major because I couldn't get past accounting. Um, but I'll, yeah, I'll be honest with you guys, accounting was really, really difficult. Uh, but now I'm in, I'm in communications, so I'm, I'm in a better spot. I'm doing well in all my classes. So Excellent. Wait, wait a second. So you went from business to communications because of accounting? Yeah. See? Not if everybody. I passed the accounting. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. If I passed the accounting class or if I had a good enough grade in there, I'd still be in business, which sucks. But, I mean, everything happens for a reason. So, yeah. 
Now, I, I understand that because I started I, off in financial management and I, I didn't like accounting when it was, I just didn't like it. I didn't want to waste time with it. And I flip flopped over to economics. Yeah. So I, I get it. I, I don't blame you. Yeah. I, I totally understand where you're coming from. With Jack, I, Jack, you're not going to be the first guy to struggle with math that ends up talking for a living. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Hey, you don't have to struggle with math when no. you go four for four. That's it. Hey, look, yeah. Continued success. Thanks for the time. Enjoyed the visit. Yeah, of course. Appreciate right. you guys having me on. Thank you. Oh, you absolutely. Jack Early. Four six four pack. That's strong. Strong. That is strong. Oh. It's crazy. Seriously, the ball's gotta be coming in there about this big when you're hitting four sixty four. Hardest thing to do in sports, they say, is I, hit a baseball. And 464. The evolution of the college game, there's the bat ratios, the ball, the seam on the ball, all these things. Spin rate. Yeah. All this stuff that goes into play. 464 is a crazy number. Yeah. They didn't want to jinx it either. No, they didn't really want to talk about it. I don't blame them. All Just right. Just throw it and I'll hit it. Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham. Hey, gang, we don't tell you you got to do certain things, but we're telling you you got to do this one. Sunday, high noon, ACC softball, number five, Virginia Tech, number three, Florida State, game three of the weekend series comes your way. Pack, it's the biggest softball game of the year, biggest series of the year, right here on ACC Network, streaming live on the ESPN app. And the Hokies are not wasting any time on this Thursday. They've already made the road trip down to Tallahassee yeah. to get ready. And it is going to be some kind of series. Yep, absolutely. Pete D'Amore is the uh, head softball coach at Virginia Tech. So we did not keep the bureau cam running. We actually joined him from Tallahassee. Uh, Pete, good morning. Thanks for the time. Uh, this is some kind of weekend. I mean, in all honesty, this is this is the one that we all gather around for, right? I mean... You guys are you guys are having a terrific year. Lonnie's having a terrific year. Is a little extra juice in this one? Yeah, I mean, I, I, there has to be, but um, you know, it's our job to keep our kids level-headed. You know, um, it's just a, another barometer to see where we measure up this year. And uh, like you said, we've had a pretty good year up to this point. And uh, you know, Florida State, and I've said it since I got this job, has been the standard bearer for our pro, for our conference for as long as Lonnie's been there. So, um, you know, we were fortunate to, to play pretty well against them last year at, at Georgia Tech. And, um, you know, if you get on the field and you can compete against Florida State, you can compete against anybody. So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Coach, you're in the top three in the ACC in pitching and hitting. If I said to you, I'm going to snap my fingers, whatever your answer is, and you can only have great pitching or great hitting the rest of the year, which way would you lean? Pitching. Pitching. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the game, and we were just talking about it. There's a lot of offense in our game, but if you can't pitch, you can't win. I mean, that's just that's just the bottom line. And so, um, dominant pitching will still stop uh, dominant hitting. And so, um, yeah, I'd rather take pitching. But I'll take um, both. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, that's why, that's why I preface that question because I know knowing every coach on the planet would go, "Well, why do I have to choose between those two? I'll just take them both." Yeah, yeah. And, and the beauty is, you've got both. Yeah, and I that's mean, a good position to be in. Yeah, let's be honest. You're as balanced as they come nationally, and that's why I think everybody's intrigued about this weekend. Yeah, our, our lineup is uh, is pretty deep, and um, and if you looked at our schedule at the at the beginning of the year. Uh, we arguably had the toughest strength of schedule of anybody in the country. And so we came out of those uh, three weeks hitting probably 280. 
uh, which is pretty good against the schedule we played. And, um, you know, we're, we're deep. Um, can't really take any, any at-bats off in our lineup. And, um, you know, we got speed, we got power, a little bit of everything. All right. Well, let's get to the part of this that everybody's going to want to talk about, and that's Keely Rouchard against Catherine Sandercock, right? I mean, let's just be honest. This is These are two of the premier pitchers. I mean, I'll certainly acknowledge Montana Fouts at Alabama, and I'm sure there are others. But of the three marquee players pitching in, in this part of the country, Pete, it seems like we're going to see two of them this weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, it's an old fashioned softball game, you know. It almost feels like um, you know, ten years ago when when you'd had these these pitchers that are just uh, minuscule ERAs, and uh, you got to try to scratch a run or two across, and that's the way it is, you know. Or, or hit a solo home run, or uh, limit strikeouts, put the ball in play. It's just a um, you got to manufacture runs against these kind of pitchers, and um, you know that's 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 our task for the weekend. Coach, this game, that matchup, just feels like it needs to be in Oklahoma City. I mean, no disrespect, but we're in Blacksburg, or I know you guys are in Tallahassee, but that is an Oklahoma City matchup, isn't it? I think so. Um, like I said, I mean, when we're both top five, um, they're hot, and we're playing pretty well. It's just uh, hopefully there could be a rematch in Oklahoma City, but we'll we'll see what happens in the first first round. <laughs> All right, but you mentioned they they've been one of those on the mountaintop though, right? I mean, they're one yes. of those handful of teams that you've tried to build your program towards. So, and you say you got to keep everybody level-headed, but there is a growth portion of this that you got to be at least interested to see kind of where your club is in the in the bigger picture, right? Yeah, yeah, and and we've faced some pretty pretty stout competition so far this year. Um I think Going, uh, playing against Florida State last year, um, and we, we beat them twice. We were fortunate to beat them twice and, and won the series. So I think that was the coming out party. That was, I uh, sat the girls down after that game and said, um, you know, we're, we're here. We just got to stay here now. And so um, you, you got to be, you got to be prepared. You, you never take, never take innings off against Florida State. Can't take pitches off or anything. They're just, they're just, um, you know, they're going to be good every year. So um that's the barometer. And so um, we were good last year and, and we're a little bit better this year. So, um, you know, that's that's when you're chasing Florida State, that's you have to you have to keep up. So um, I think we're doing that. Pete, you know, you hear coaches talk about this regardless of sport that, hey, it, it's the next game. You don't get too high. You don't get too low. You try to stay as even keel as possible. But, you know, like idiots like us, and we see three play five, you're like, oh, my God, you know, circle the calendar and all that stuff, and the hype goes crazy. How do you keep everybody that, guys, listen, whether we sweep, get swept, or whatever happens in between, there's other games to be played after this. These games count just as much as whether we're playing Wake Forest or Duke or whatever the case may be. So how do you keep this one in check, if you will? Or maybe you don't. You say, listen, this is a big deal. No, I, I, that's a good point. I um, I, I made a, a mention of that at Super Regionals last year. So we went to Super Regionals and uh, played at UCLA. I think they right. were one or two seed. And, um, you know, we were fortunate to beat them the first game and then the, the second game and third, we, we, we couldn't score any runs. And after after that series, I said, we didn't lose it at UCLA. You lost it during the season when you took games off and, and, and lost the game here or there. And now you're sent to, 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 to L.A., um, for super regionals and nobody's going to beat them two times on their field or Oklahoma. So, um, that, that was kind of, uh, the start of let's take care of business every game we play and, and see what happens at the end of the year. So 
comes it comes from me. I, I I don't look ahead. I don't look behind. Um, we're doing some certain things this year that I haven't done before. Um, as far as you know, we don't meet after games because uh, we're on to the next one. And um, you know, I I heard something over the winter that really stuck with me is. Uh, good athletes, exceptional athletes move on from losses quicker than average athletes. And so um, if we preach pitch to pitch and, and next game and all that and, and stay in the moment, um, why are we looking back? So uh, or why are we putting more emphasis on one game or another? So it, it, it starts from me. I, I don't really think that way. And, um, you know, it's my fourth year here and they're, and they're starting they're starting to figure that out. So, um, yeah, they're, they're they know the importance of the game. I don't, I don't need to tell them anything about this weekend. Uh, how long did it take you to figure that out? <laughs> uh, it's a while, you know, he, of course. And, and, you know, we lost the other night um, to UCF. It was a good game. And, um, you know, for about five minutes, I, I didn't want to talk. But, <laughs> you know, I, just the girls are out there and they're, they're doing their recovery after our game and um, seeing their parents and all that. And, and I was like, man, they played hard. We just lost, you know. And so um, when you want to sit there after a game and just go over every bad thing that went went on the, our players are smart enough they know what's going on so um i just I'm just it it took me a while to figure that out but um you know it's it, I'm, I'm getting there i'm a work in progress too yeah <laughs> welcome to the club hey pete we're fascinated obviously keely's performances in the circle are just tremendous uh i mean the era the 183 strikeouts 25 walks i mean it's just it's kind of ridiculous the no hitters uh, where, how do you keep moving the bar for her? Because I, her talent level is, is exceptional. And I know that's part of the challenge of being the coach too, right? Yeah, it is. And, uh, the thing, and I, and I mentioned this the other day to somebody was, you know, she, she's so good that people say, how can she get better? And it's almost like saying, you got a football player that runs a four, three, how are you going to make them better? It's like, keep them healthy. <laughs> Or, you know, just keep them mentally strong. There's nothing physically that we can really do to make her better right now. Um, We just got to limit her her workload, make sure she's fresh, um, you know, stay healthy, Mm -hmm. uh, stay in the right frame of mind, be a good teammate, all that kind of stuff. It's 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 the stuff off the field that uh, that we just work on and she's exceptional at it. So there's not much we can do. We just uh, wind her up and let her go. Coach, you hear a lot of times coaches say the easiest team to coach is one that basically runs its own show in terms of leadership behind the club, behind the closed doors and all that stuff. Do you get a sense with this team at this stage of the season that you've got one of those special units? Yeah, I, I figured that out or I sensed it uh, in, the, in the fall. And, um, you know, at the end of the year, we were really close to the World Series. And when you come back hmm. – there's two ways it could have gone. They, they say we're, we've arrived and we're, we're good enough, or we're just going to keep getting better and better. And, um, fortunate for us, our, our, the second, second option happened, you know, they came back hungry and, and ready to work. And, um, you know, I get, I get a lot of compliments that we have a professional professional type team. You know, we go out and take care of our business and there's not a lot of flash with us. And that's kind of what we kind of what we strive for. But, um, you know, I told, I told the players the other night, this is, the least drama filled team I've ever had, you know? And so the only drama that happens, if, if, if I didn't have to make up a lineup, we'd have zero drama, none, <laughs> you know, and that's, that's hard. That's hard for, for any sport to have zero drama on your team. We just uh, take care of business or everybody likes each other. Uh, they're good teammates. We, we pull for each other. It's just a, uh, it's a fun group to be around. And um, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate to be here. <laughs> 
before we let you go and get you ready for this giant series, so we've asked coaches this uh, last couple months, uh, walk up music for you specifically, because for your next appearance, it'll be the lead in for your intro here. Uh, what's your go to song? The first one that pops up, it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. ACDC. <laughs> I love everything about that answer. I love everything about that answer. Oh, Pete, you're playing the hits to Packer. Perfect. I love it. I perfect. love it. Perfect, perfect. Oh, man. Take care. Good luck this weekend. We look forward to watching. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. You Appreciate bet. It. That was awesome. It's a long way Thanks, to yeah. the top if you want to rock. You better believe it. Well done. I like that. The Packer and Durham Podcast.